0: Yes, we indeed. Are. Uh, we are walking through the midst of this coronavirus oh, all your, together. Your foot is within that six um, foot like zone. I'm just saying. I'll, uh, I'll back yeah. it up. Just <laughs> we are we're doing our best to keep our social distance. uh um, like for real. And like, it, it's partly funny, but partly not. And partly not for sure. But, but it is important. But we're uh, but we're taking a little bit of time today to have this conversation. Over the last couple of weeks, we've uh, walked through um, the coronavirus and the power of fear. Um, It's kind of where we started this conversation and uh, just walking through the reality that that can play such a major role in our emotions and in our world. Um, And uh, that is only uh, an increasing reality in our world today since that last conversation. So uh, super helpful stuff. If you didn't catch that, go check that out on our podcast or uh, you can scroll back on our Facebook and it'll be there. But uh, then last week we talked about uh, the coronavirus and the power of words yeah. and just yeah. uh, when we dialogue and we have conversation and, and you know how uh, how serious a threat that people think this is or what the uh, the government may or may not be doing about it. Um, you know all the all the the things that surround that. Where oftentimes it can end up just being more of a fight than a conversation
1: and just yeah. talking about the importance of being quick to listen and. Yeah. Slow to speak, and get and angry. Just, that just continues more now, perhaps than ever, in this particular journey. Especially. Yeah, absolutely. As
0: this virus intensifies, I think the uh, the fear intensifies, yeah. the the words
1: intensify, right? And so, and then, the, um, and then, and then, my personal feeling toward whichever end I stand intensifies, and so I'll speak more passionately, and others will speak more passionately, and then it will feel like the passion is actually. Um, uh, hostility and then right. we will be hostile and yeah. so just very very important again if you, if you didn't get to see that one go watch that I think it, it'll be helpful yeah so this week we're going to talk about relationships a
0: little bit and kind of how relationships get affected by uh, man being um, in stay-at-home yeah. orders uh, being in close proximity uh, with one another working from home homeschooling um, yeah. a lot that's going on that might be outside of the norm of everyday life for folks and yeah. so um, relationships beca- can become strained through that process, and so today it will become strained. Uh, yeah, yeah will process. will. And so today we're going to kind of enter into that space and, mm-hmm. and talk through that. So, Reneau, uh you have uh, more than one child, and uh, you mm-hmm. have a wife, and you are at home a lot more than normal. So, yeah, talk a little bit about what this experience has been like, kind of in your world. Yeah, you know,
1: I, I mean, part of the reason why I think we wanted to take some time to dialogue together for this next hour about how we engage together as people in a home now, if there's multiple of you, or frankly, how you walk through the relational dynamics of those you're going to be interacting with more often than you typically would. What are going to be some of the challenges that we should prepare ourselves for, and how do we meet those challenges in a way that is going to be helpful to everybody? Uh, The part of the reason why we wanted to talk about this is because that is my reality right now. Uh, we are a family of 10, uh, eight kids, Brooke and I, and over the last couple of years, our family dynamic has changed significantly. Um, my uh, Three of my children have left the home to go to college uh, or um, discipleship training schools, etc. and so they, we interact with them on a regular basis, but it is from a distance, so they are not, uh, they are not uh, people that add to, to the dynamic of the home any longer. And then we have uh, the five that are left. Uh, they have sports games, uh, uh, they, they, uh, sports that they play, uh, extracurricular activities. They're all high school now. Many of them are driving, not all. So they, they move in and out of the home. So that affects a few unique challenges to what was. But the one thing that it does diminish, again, is the dynamics that are in play in relational dynamics. So as I'm sure you know, at, at each, Additional uh, person that is added to a dynamic, it doesn't just increase the dynamic by that person. So that's when you have not two addition. people, that's right, it's not addition. Um, you have two people talking. You you have one chance for conflict. Right. You have three people in the mix. You don't have two chances for conflict. You now have the one there, the one here, the one here, the one so here. So you then all three it multiplies, and then all three. So it multiplies, and then when you so add a fourth person. It's exponential. So every human adds dynamic. Mm -hmm. So here we are, we've gotten used to a dynamic. Uh, Five kids in the home, four of whom buzz around a bunch now, three kids out of the home. Brooke and I have adjusted to that new dynamic, the kids have adjusted to that new dynamic. Then some of our kids who are in college, they've got their dynamics there. Some of the freedoms they have that they didn't have at home. And so now suddenly, uh, I've got five kids who are in and out all the time, home all the time, right? And I've got three kids that have lived sort of their own lives for a while, coming back into the home. Uh, I flew up to Virginia on Monday, uh, got in the car with Hadley yesterday morning and drove the 12 hours back home, which took like 11 because the roads are empty, which was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that's, Silver there's lining. a small upside to yeah, this yeah. whole thing, yeah, and that's yeah. traffic. But, um, got home with her, and so here we are, starting our 10-family dynamic. And I realized a lot of the issues that were around when all 10 of us lived in the home, even though the kids are older now, I was like, huh, do they all come back now? Like, uh, do all the tensions start rising again? Do, do we're in a brand new mix? And, and the answer is yes, yes, and yes. Uh, all that does happen. So um, I started thinking back to the reality of relational dynamics and trauma. So, here's the other thing: we as humans, oddly enough, we create coping mechanisms all the time, constantly. And there, so, you know, we think of coping mechanisms as a negative because sometimes they can be when they're enabling uh, or when they're when they're long-term solutions. But the reason we call them coping mechanisms is because they help us cope. So a lot of times they are actually for a season helpful. Sure. So in a positive way, we create coping mechanisms in our relational dynamics in the home. So maybe uh, if we are married, for example, um, we don't spend a ton of time either husband or wife heads off to their different things, their works, their social networks and stuff, and then they come together in some regularity. So each of us, in the rhythms we have, have created a way we do relationships. So sure. if you're a pilot, you're gone for X amount of days. You're back home for two or three days. If you're uh, in the medical industry, you're on shifts. If you work nights versus days, whatever your normal was, you had a coping way of doing relationship. Yep. Now that normal changes instantly, right? And the relational dynamic changes, and that heightens or amplifies the dysfunctions that are typically in your relationship that you have found ways to cope with. We we don't talk about these things, we don't, you leave me in my space this way, I leave you in your space that way. So as a silly example, the working spouse, if you have one or both working spouses, if you have both, now are working from home. But their office, they're under more stress than usual because what does this even mean? And now the noise of the home and the realities of interruptions and the spouse needing this or needing that is part of it. So now there is a heightened stress level and a heightened frustration. Then that heightened frustration snaps back at the people that are in your space because they have to be in your space because you're in their space now. Then that snapping creates tension on the other side. So by the time work day is over, you'd usually be rolling home to a environment where everyone's getting back together, seeing each other for the first time, hi. yeah. I mean, it's not like perfect all the time, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but now by the time five o'clock or seven o'clock or three o'clock rolls around and the office day is over, you're actually more angry than you would typically be coming home from the office because right. you've been interrupted or whatever. Right. That That is an example of a totally different dynamic change. So now the evening of relationships changes. Everything is amplified. I use this word a lot, amplified, and now the story of our family because what I've discovered is that trauma struggle difficulty um, amplifies our dysfunction mm-hmm. it takes what is dysfunctional and it just makes it louder in the mix right so if you think about it that way if each of the people that make up your home their dysfunctions personality flaws etc are slightly amplified by this being together now and watch right. what happens I'm amplified my dysfunctions your dysfunctions amplified yours are yours are yours are we interact now you're interacting with me more out of some of that amplified dysfunction right. than you typically would right. which stirs up my amplified dysfunction which causes me to kind of eh. and before you know it you've blinked and five days go by and everybody's just really tense with each other yeah that's the reality that i think we're living in to an extent because not because uh we are terrible at this but because it's brand new yeah, and the more, and the more time
0: that goes by in this yes. new reality, yep. the, the, the sooner a breaking point is going to yeah. happen, right? Yep. There, there are, yep. uh, there are you know, things that will take place over time that will amplify the dysfunction. And usually there's release valves yep. to that, right? Yep. Um, yep. Where you can separate, you can get That's out, right.
1: you can you know, kind of reset and come back together. But it's, it's a very different dynamic yeah, now. It is. And here's the other thing is, if this was our new normal long haul, three months from now, we will all have created new coping mechanisms for all this. And we will fun- we, we will have a new normal and we'll be functioning. The issue for me is, this is not gonna be our new normal forever. It's gonna be short-lived. And so in this short-lived space, what we wanna talk about today is how do we make the very best of this short-lived space so that we're not the people that look back and go, gosh, that was terrible. Right. We survived it was terrible. Thank goodness we're back to normal. But to say, that actually, be, because it was urgent, it was short-lived, we did some things up front that really got things in play to make that not terrible. So, I, I got your go idea So no, I no, I, no. I had a, a little thing um, last night happen, and actually today it will follow up. So, I'm driving home, you know, I'm in, I'm in the car uh, for hours and hours, some by myself, because one of Hadley's uh, roommates was carpooling with us, so she helped the driving on that side. And, um, I'm sitting in the car thinking I'm preparing to get home, you know, and I'm calling Brooke, she's got the other seven kids at home, and they're trying to do homework, they're trying to, and you know, some of my kids are on their phones watching YouTube videos instead of homework, and my wife with her personality feels the need to help them do what is right, not what is wrong, and that doesn't go super well because they're teenagers, you know, so I'm on the phone with Brooke and every time I call she's like, "Uh, this is not going so I'm like I'll be home soon, so all that, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, and then I get the news, Brooke texts me, and she goes, just came out April 30th, before schools go back. So now you, you bounce from April 15th to April 30th, and, and you had this April 15th, like, you get the light at the tunnel. <laughs> two okay. weeks, yeah. two weeks. But when two weeks turns into four, you're not just stick your head in the ground, pretend it's not there, get through it. Right. Now you're like, um, a and, month. And we all know, like, that could extend. So we're like, uh. So I'm driving, and I'm like, this isn't going to work. Like this is going to go very badly in my home because now I'm rolling Hadley back into the mix and I love Hadley, she's awesome. And she adds massive positivity to our home, but she is an additional human that has dynamics. So she's going to say something or touch someone or or move a plate the wrong way and then that'll spark someone else off and then they'll say something. Just an added human, it's going to happen. So I'm driving home and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be a terrible month. And I thought to myself, okay, what would I do, like what could we do to like not make it terrible?
0: So right? before you get there, I imagine everybody who's with us right now watching is kind of thinking through their own dynamic as well. Yeah. And I would love, if you guys want to maybe just throw the on the, on the comments section of, the, of our uh, Facebook feed, um, what, what, how did you hear that news? So yeah. for, for, for my wife, my wife's love language is quality time, Yep. Yeah. Um, quality time, there's five love languages. Uh, and, and she's got all five of them are quality, quality time. time. So this is like jackpot for her. Yeah. Like I'm working from home, like we're spending more time together. Your job
1: is flexible. Yeah.
0: You have a little baby. Yeah, it's jackpot. Now it just, she yeah. doesn't get quality time with other people she loves. Right, right? Yeah, sure. So So
1: that's tough for her. Um, but your home dynamic, you're a married couple with one child who's little and doesn't talk back yet. And yeah. I mean, not with words. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's getting there. Yeah, so, so all of that, yeah. so that, you're, you're right, that's a dynamic. Yeah. Uh, and, and also, there are there are personality realities in this, right? For sure. So, And that's a very big part, and we'll get to that as we talk about this, but that's a very big part of this. Is You may be in a home where your personalities, typically, if you're more in the peacemaking space that all of you are, whatever, you maybe have a very chilled home. Right. And so this doesn't feel very giant to like you. It can actually feel like a win, which really,
0: hopefully, we're going to talk through this and. Redeem some of the difficulties and and yes. make
1: the best of, of this time. In my life. home, I have ten different personality dynamics, and those ten personality of dynamics, I've got. I think I've got one peacemaker. Yeah. You know, the, the the others are all like not in the peacemaking space. And right. so I'm like and they're all very different. And so
0: very curious to hear how you guys are feeling about uh this April thirtieth situation, yeah. right? Yeah, just um and uh and yeah, so share that. Okay. Um, but yeah,
1: so you're 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 getting so, home. You know, and- here's what I realized. Um so I look at my home and so I'll describe my dynamic since other people are because it, it helps you understand then why I kind of felt like, okay, it's time it's time to get the family together and, and make a plan, right? So in, in my dynamic, um, we have uh, my wife, who functionally uh, is sort of in that reformer space, uh, that perfectionist space. So things that make her world really great are environments that are as they should be. Yeah, things order. put away, order. Um, less noise, lots and lots of noise, not great, unless it's worshiping in the sanctuary. Um, but it's, you know, just, just chaotic noise, like, sudden noises, I doesn't like that very much. And and she likes things being right too, like there are wrong things and there are right things and you do what's right. And so she's a reformer, she reforms things. Uh, She's entering into a home where now lots of the kids are sort of out of the home, a lot in and out. So there's a bit of frustration on like, they left their shoes at the bottom of the stairs again, they're not tied in their rooms as much. I mean, whose kids don't do that? But now they're all home, all of them, and they're all disrupting environments constantly because that's just what humans do. They roll them in a disrupt environments. So for my wife, her heightened tension is significant and so she begins to like, put that away. Who left this at? Then the kids are like, eh. Then she's also, she's now school teacher and parent to teenagers. So I typically like, just let them like do the work on the computer because my optimistic dysfunctionalism says they will actually do the work. Now, <laughs> two of them might, right? Uh, because of their personality types and fear of rejection from the teacher. Sure. But the, most of them are like, we're just rolling on. So all that dynamic happens, and I start realizing my kids are disrupting my wife's world. My wife is disrupting my kids' world. I am disrupting my wife's world mm-hmm. by taking the kids' side. I'm disrupting the kids' world by taking, I just. And you're suddenly like, oh my gosh, it's just going to be an ongoing craziness. So, I thought to myself, this isn't going to go well unless we really, really take seriously a 30 day run and say how are we going to do this. So, I gathered the kids last night. We had dinner, had dinner, rolled back in. Right at and said, kids, are we, I need to talk with you. And you know, one of my kids immediately, are we in trouble? I'm like, no, no, you're not in trouble this time. We was having a little, a little family chat, we're like a uh, family chat. So we get around, uh, we, we get around. We're sitting around the table having dinner after dinner. I gathered the kids and I leaned up against the chair and I said to my kids, look, here's the deal. We just found out that we're all here till April 30th for the most part. So um, as far as I can tell, there's two ways we're going to get through this. It's going to go It's going to go one of two ways. At the end of the 30 days, it will either, ha- either have gone and before I can even speak, one of my kids are like, terrible. I'm uh-huh. like, terrible. That's one word. I was thinking horrid, uh, disastrous. I had some words in my I'm head. I'm sure I understand. Uh, I, sorry, Siri, I'm not sure I understand either. Um, <laughs> my watch is talking to me. That's okay. So, we understand. We so understand. Good. So I said, it's either going to go really terribly, or it's going to go decently. Right. I said, look, there's no version in which 10 of us make it through the next 30 days like singing hallelujah. Like, right. it's right. beautiful. It's and not going to be a sound of music experience. It's not going to be a sound of music yeah, experience, yeah. right? But it can go decently. We can get to the end of this and look back and go, that was decent. Like, we we really did get through that pretty well. We still generally like each other. This is good. We didn't kill each other, right? And so I said the difference between it being decent and being terrible is going to be us being intentional, us saying, let's intentionally think about the next 30 days relationally, Let's be honest with each other in how our relational dynamics affect each other. Let's try to do it with some humor because this isn't an opportunity for a therapy session on everything you've been bottling up for 12 years to finally tell your spouse. You know, since we're bringing honesty to the table, you really, every time you say these things, it's not, this is just thinking, what is it that most disrupts me in the dynamic of this home? And what is it that um, when you do is most helpful. So I said that to them. I said, "What I want you guys to do. This was last night. I want you to spend the evening and tomorrow morning thinking about two things." And I said, "Kids, as far as you guys with mom and I, so we're the parents, you're the kids. What is it mom and I tend to do that most you just don't like? Like you just like that's what I, we hate the most. And what do we do that can be most helpful? I want each of you to think about that in your context, not as a as a collective. And then." I want you all to think about it in terms of each other. Which particular kids most cause you trouble and who do you have the hardest time with and what is it that they do that makes it hard? And then what would be most helpful? And then I did say, now, we gotta be be realistic on this, right? You can't be coming and rolling in here tomorrow and saying, if you'll just leave me alone and let me do my own thing for 30 days and not tell me ever to do anything, that will be most helpful. And I'm gonna say, yeah. You lost your opportunity <laughs> right. to, be help- to have a helpful thing happen in this home. you in trouble. Right, right. But if you can come in... So I said, Mom and I are going to do the same thing. And so I used an example. I said, you know, Mom isn't going to say... She isn't going to get to say... It would be most helpful if all of you just put everything away all the time that you take out. Now, that would be most helpful yep. to Mom. But yep. it, it's, it's not a realistic... Yeah, it's not the card. Yeah. So Mom's going to try to think about... What could be helpful? Maybe try to put more away than you usually do. So I use that as an example. I said, each of us are going to get to share tomorrow. Here's, I think, what would be most helpful for me if you all did this, and here's what I think is most like I don't like. This. So this meeting still. This. Oh, this is going to happen. Oh. It my. could go terribly. I don't
0: know. I wait
1: to but hear. but it's a start. <laughs> and, and here's the thing. It's it's about being intentional. It's about sure. saying. Let's not just pretend the next 30 days will just go well. We've got to stop and say, what's going to make the next 30 days go well and what's going to make it go badly? Let's be honest and put it on the table. Yeah. Let's talk it out. Then we can also set expectations rightly. You might ask me for something that I just don't think is going to be realistic for the next 30 days. Then I can say that to you now. Yeah, That. gosh, that I'm sure that would be super helpful, but I can't do that. Like It's too, too much habit, too much. So how can we work on something that might be I could meet you in the middle ground somewhere. Now we've articulated where the trouble is, the tension exists, and mm-hmm. we've said, I'm gonna to try to do this. this. This really brings me to expectations, because and this sure. is what was filtering out for me is, I have uh, this idea in my head that came to me a, number, a couple of years ago, mostly in marriage counseling actually, that I believe that all frustration, disappointment, irritation, those kinds of words, all of it is always the result of unmet expectations right so if you think about it if i have an expectation whether i know i have it or don't have it if i have an expectation and yeah. you meet that expectation i'm not disappointed mm-hmm. i'm not frustrated i'm not irritated if i have an expectation and you exceed that expectation i'm surprised and delighted sure if i have an expectation and you don't meet it that gap is frustration yeah, yeah. right okay so
0: and that's a good way to put it that gap is frustration so depending on how f- yep. how low
1: the, how, the bar is. That gap is and how, what kind of longevity that keeps going. Sure. So now I'm sharing my expectation with you. Please don't do that, right. please don't do that, and you keep doing it, it grows. Right. And that's the frustration level. That's right. So maybe your capacity to meet that expectation, you don't have the capacity, but we're not talking that through, so now you just keep hurting me. And Thank you me. still have that same expectation. Expectation the right. So if we want to diminish frustration, diminish irritation, diminish disappointment, we have to diminish the gap between what my expectation is and what your meeting of it is. Sometimes that means you just have to know what it is and you have to rise to the occasion. Sometimes it means I have to discover I have an unrealistic expectation and I have to adjust that expectation. Sometimes it means we both adjust and sometimes, and this is what I call grace, I have a right expectation that's realistic but you don't have the capacity at this time in your life season to meet that expectation. And so I give grace, I adjust my expectation, not because I have to, because it's a right expectation, but because I'm doing it because I know you don't have the capacity. So for example, it is a right expectation that Brooke would have if you take something out, just put it back where you found it. I feel like that that is a legitimately right expectation that any one human should have of another human, right? But The capacity to pull that off isn't there. So Brooke's grace toward the children will be, as much as you can do it, when you don't, I'm not going to be irritated all the time. I'm going to readjust expectations. So I use words like this a lot. They're teenagers. To which Brooke goes, I don't care that they're teenagers. They can still. And I go, no, they, they can't. And we have this argument back and forth. Where are we adjusting expectation? Where are we expecting? And then where do we adjust expectation just out of pure disappointment? Well, I'm adjusting my expectations so I can stop being hurt, but I'm actually mad that you're not. That's not grace. That's just me trying to create a coping mechanism. So, all that to say, if we put expectations on the table for the next 30 days and we say, these, is, these are the things I would hope for, could it be that we can talk through that this afternoon, come up with some plans of how we're going to treat each other, but not make them like biblical, like, you know, mandates. level mandates, and then just go, good, I will try to do that. And then have a conversation about when I fail you, please show me grace in these next 30 days because everything's amplified. What would that do? So, that's an interesting kind of thought process. And Leslie Aziz has a
0: question I think that's very much in line with this. So, she says in parenting um, and life in general, it's becoming more and more clear that Hap, her husband, operates from justice and I operate from mercy. Most often we go with mercy, but then have, feels frustrated and I feel worried that my leanings toward mercy are actually enabling, right? Don't. Uh, on the other hand, swift justice seems too harsh, like the consequences can be far-reaching and damaging. Uh, so how do we find balance? So you're talking in terms of expectations yeah. and needing to adjust those up and down. She's talking more in terms of, yeah. hey, I come at things more from the side of grace. Right. He comes at things more from the side of uh, justice yep. how do we find that balance yep. right and so what so, are some what are some things that yeah you guys work work through
1: you and Brooke and kind of how how, how can we kind of shift her our- so I'm gonna I'm gonna do this and Leslie I, I'll do this for the context of this conversation mm-hmm. I'm actually gonna bring this into the 30-day space because I really want to talk in the 30-day space because yeah. the answer to that's much broader for, for sure. lifelong for sure this is a great example in the 30-day space to really talk this stuff through because that you may know as parents that you already we parent differently we try to stay on the same page but our personalities are different so that that's a great example so if you're going to get into
0: 30 days before you do let me let me just share some some of people's realities
1: well before you do that i want to talk about this i want to answer this question but in the 30-day context okay so if we're talking about how we do this as parents in general that that's great mm-hmm. but in the 30 days here's what you might do I have the luxury of being home more than my spouse. So I have the majority of parenting. When I'm home by myself, I parent with a lot of mercy. Mm -hmm. Then you roll in in the evening and you bring a bit of justice. Mm -hmm. And that frustrates me a bit, frustrates you a bit that they had mercy all day. But we have come up with a way, and I'd love to have an answer to how do we get better at that, great. But for the next 30 days, frustration that's always there yeah. is going to be there hour by hour. Mm-hmm. So now the corrections begin, right? I'm sitting in my office and I'm going and I hear you talk to one of the kids and I roll out there. and like, you're not going to get away with this, isn't it? And then I'm like, hold on. I do this every day and then, but now the argument happens. That's what the 30 days is. Sure, It's an amplification of what's always there, but you've kind of made a way now, around now it. Now it's colliding. Now it's colliding. Right. And so what you would do in a case like that is say, we recognize that we come at things very differently. For the next 30 days, we're going to really tick each other off mm-hmm. in the parenting space. Mm-hmm. So let's go have a quiet conversation in our bedroom about how we're going to give each other lots of room mm-hmm. and understand that this is how we are going frame. And on the end of the 30 days, when all the kids go back to their normal worlds, we can have a longer, more detailed conversation about how we get better at this long haul. Mm-hmm. And that would be the answer to that question, big picture. But right now, the 30 days, it's just how do we not kill each other because we have this difference and it's amplified. Right. That's what we're trying to do these next 30 days. That's what I told my kids and my wife. I even said to my wife, come up with a list that will be helpful from the kids, but think 30 days and think re- as realistically as you can. Because this is not our opportunity for a lifelong solution on the problems that you all cause each other. This is opportunity an for surviving thirty days without killing each other. Sure, sure. Or just hurting each other. Yeah. You know, yeah, because yeah, people hopefully not, right? Because people well, call and hope hit each other all the time. <laughs> and, you know, that's another story. Yeah. So so
0: the expectations, you know, the the uh, personality differences, all of these things come into play. And when you have extraordinary circumstances that surround it, it's just
1: all heightened. And it's all it's amplified. recalibrating those circum those expectations in the immediate circumstances. That's what we're really trying to do for these next thirty days. So uh, Rebecca shares, she said, "I work
0: for the school district. I knew uh, before it was announced. I have had problems getting my team to his Zoom classes, and still do my work as well. Yep. We only have one computer, and he and I both need it at the same time." So then, there's like yep. those extra yep. issues that, that yep. happen. Uh, so another person says, uh, my husband's family business had to lay off a lot of their crew, uh, so he's working long, longer hours and he's actually home less. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're thankful he's still working, but it's challenging with a three-year-old. When I heard of the extension, I thought I'm glad people are going to be safer and uh, more lives will be saved. But I also thought, Ugh, like, yeah. Yeah. How am I going to make through it? The, this yeah. thirty days is so fun. you know. So, so she said, "I th- oh, go ahead. oh, anyways." She she just said, "I thought Mosaic is going to have one big old party when we all get together and worship together when it's all over." We are, going uh, to. which is which is true. Danielle yeah. Blockness said that's a,
1: that's a, we had the meeting too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's a great dynamic again. Like, but but you see how that dynamic then increases stress Stress. and tension because so when you do see each other. Yeah. You now you get home later than you usually do. And I've had the kid all day and I hand it to you, but you're more exhausted than usual because you're working twice as much. All of this stuff. All of it. And so the point isn't necessarily how is your dynamic different than mine or it's what is yours. Right. And where is that new dynamic creating a new version of irritation, frustration and disappointment, stress. Yeah. Because there's a now needs to be a new set of expectations for a short period of time. Yeah. And so, uh, three things have come to my mind. The first we we've just talked about, you need to gather up, you got 30 days, it's the month of April, yeah. you need to gather up as a family, if you're a family or as roommates or whatever, and say, all right, we're gonna to be together for the next 30 days, what, what are some of the expectations we need to put into play for these 30 days? So, what's the new normal for 30 days? Then we can recalibrate on the other end of that. And I think that it's helpful to, to, to do it in the context of, what could I do that would be most helpful to you? What could you do, especially in the parenting? Um, a parent-child relationship, or the spouse relationship, or the friendship-roommate relationship, that, those kinds of spaces where you're with these people uh, along. Then the second thing, I think, is that we need to have a, a significant conversation, which we will tonight in our little meeting, uh, about grace, mm. about showing each other grace, uh, about saying, look, we are all heightened. We just let's let's just put on the table, amplified. We're all amplified. When and, and so have this conversation with your family when you're together. Trauma amplifies dysfunction. Dysfunction amplifies dysfunction. Dysfunction amplifies dysfunction. Everybody dies, right? So um, so okay. Let us let, let's, let's know that. Let's put that on the table. So now, when you react to me in a moment, that that something happens. Usually, I would make that moment more than a moment. I would go, what, what kind of you can't do, and because it's not normal. But now it's going to be more normal, right? So I, I always tell couples that get pregnant for the first time and then birth their first child, and you know that first week after the birth of the first child, in typical spaces, there's very little sleep. Uh, the entire dynamic is totally changed. Uh, your wife is usually recovering physically on some level. Um, There is uh, added need for lots of things. And 3 a.m. by week three of very little sleep, you say things to each other. I mean, you say, you think things of each other. You, You behave in ways that are uncharacteristic of you. So I usually about week one, I gather the couple up and I say, listen, the next six weeks, everything you say and do gets bottled up at the end of the saying and doing, stuck on a shelf for the next time You get pregnant if you do. This doesn't count. Why doesn't it count? Because it's a unique, crazy space where you're gonna not think straight because you're gonna be exhausted. Mm -hmm. I've kind of put that mindset into the next 30 days. You know what, the next 30 days, we're gonna say some things to each other. We're gonna do some things to each other in terms of the way that we behave that may not be super helpful. Uh, This is a unique space. Uh, We've got to have a lot of room for grace. And the way I tell my kids, is make moments, moments, and no more for now, just for the next 30 days. What happens in the moment? It happens. you mad? You say that thing. You didn't necessarily mean it, but you did mean it. Then it ends, and you walk away, and you go, that was not a great moment. If you make moments string, connect them, and lots of us are connectors that so will connect moments, and we're like, today, you on 26 times, then suddenly, you actually think this way about me, and you've then those moments turn into things. So what you're what you're not saying
0: is what happens in quarantine stays in quarantine. What you're saying is try not to let these momentary that's things right. that happen string together into a new that's, narrative that's, that's,
1: or a new dynamic that's, that's, of, of yeah. a relationship. So you don't define your relationship that's right, based on these thirty Because days. defining anything in exhaustion or under high stress is always not a very wise idea. Mm-hmm. Because we behave differently. You know, I've I, um, I used to struggle a lot, um, and I've kind of come to reconcile this with my kids, um, especially as they entered the teenage years. When they were mad, right? I mean, my kids could say some stuff, right? I mean, all of our kids came. Mm -hmm. And frankly, when we're mad as spouses, have you not had said things to your spouse or to a dear friend when you were really angry with them, and you said some things that were really harsh? right? Mm -hmm. Now, here's what I always struggle with. Was that the real? the truth, like we were saying, the truth finally came out. You've sure. been bottling that up. Sure, sure. This is how you really feel. Uh-huh. Now, here's the thing. There is some truth to that. Yeah. There, in those moments, we do say some things that we have maybe been feeling for a long time, and we say them in a way perhaps that we shouldn't, but th- there's some truth to this is how I really feel. Yeah, and it may be the truth one percent
0: of the time. That's right. But then, when you're really frustrated and really high, yes, you you
1: usually say it as is. That's, that's the norm. that's the norm. Yeah. I, so you always do this. Yeah. Or I always. That's that. Right. And that's so it. I have felt this way. I I always think this every time. Right. So then I go. This is the real person. Right. Now they've revealed their real self. Well, that's not actually true. It's just a small part of right. what is real for them. So. What I've learned to do is when you're angry, when we're angry at each other and you say certain things, I should pay attention to those things because they're not just totally made up. They're coming from a real place, but they don't define you. You have to measure. Or the way that you feel about me. They just define that moment. So for for this period of time, I would say when we say things to each other that are hurtful, obviously try not to, but if we do because we're heightened, uh, we should just kind of go, you know, this is a unique space, so let's show each other grace. Yeah. In the moment, I might even be hurt and then lash back, but post the moment, the moment has passed, we've left the kitchen, we've settled down, we don't stay angry the rest of the day as much as possible, come back and say, that was a terrible moment, so sorry. Yeah. Uh, which leads us to Number three. Number three mm-hmm. Where does mm-hmm. the gospel mm-hmm. mm-hmm. come yeah. in? Repent constantly. Repent mm-hmm. constantly. Ask forgiveness constantly for the next 30 days. Mm-hmm. Like sit down as a family tonight or as friends tonight and say, for the next 30 days, we're gonna practice lots and lots of I'm sorry's. Yeah. Because the best way to make a moment, stay a moment, is after the moment to say, sorry about that. And I know we talked about this four days ago that this would be helpful to you and then I didn't do that and I'm sure you're frustrated, so sorry. And then you go, it's okay. I I get that this is a unique time. Mm. Try not to do it again. Mm. And and so for the 30 days, we've, we've got expectations on the table. Right. We've got lots of room for grace because we've agreed together because we know we're in a heightened state. Yep. And we are going to say sorry quickly. So it's interesting because this kind of um, this kind of just led me to this amazing passage. Now, I'm, I'm, I just want to be careful here because I'm going to read something now and then there's a certain sets of personality that I'm sort of more in that sort of space of give me it give me a structure a set of rules and then and then we can roll with them this is not the bar in terms of get this right for the next 30 days and you will be a godly family right mm-hmm. i mean i can tell you right now what i'm about to read my family is going to get it right some of the time yeah but it's just
0: but if you think like it, th- this is the bar that i have to attain yeah. or i'm not following
1: jesus that's right that, that, this that's is, not what it's about. this is This is God saying, now that you have the Spirit of God and you know what Christ has done, this is what you can walk into and and spend your days. This is a new paradigm. It's a new paradigm. So listen to this. This is Colossians chapter 3, starting in verse 1. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is your life appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. So it's first, what does it say? Remember the gospel. Yeah. Remember who you are. Remember who he is. Yeah, set your so, hearts on that. Man, yeah. let me just tell you as much as you can in the dayliness for the next 30 days, start your days out kind of just however you do it. Play a worship song, read a yeah. scripture. Remember who you are, who he is, what he's done, and who this group of people with you are. Yeah. Um, this is where like the disciplines of the faith give you that space
0: yeah. to press into what matters and to, it's to like press into say, what's more real
1: to press into what's more true it's like what he's saying what I'm about to tell you forget about it unless you have your mind set yeah. on the gospel yeah. then from verses um 5 through the end of verses 11 he talks about what we should avoid so right. fairly obvious list right yeah. um earthly nature earthly nature then in verse 12. Put on then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Mm. That set of words couldn't be more appropriate for a isolated 30 days because of a virus, right? But, But look now what he does. This is what I love. Those words weren't just words. They were for a particular purpose. And here's the particular purpose. Bearing with one another. Now the bearing with one another there is in the context of what Christ has done for us, that he bore our Our sin. sin, So, you know, we've always used bearing with one another, um, like, uh, or carrying each other's burdens, Mm -hmm. those kinds of statements, like, I'm going to kind of like, um, help you when you're hurting. Mm -hmm. But bearing one another, or carrying each other's burdens is actually when you sin against me, I'm going to hold that weight under the gospel, and say, now I'm not talking about abusive relationships and things, so we're staying in the context of, general family, 30 days, isolation, right? When when you are hurting me, I, because Jesus has rescued me, can carry a bit of that weight and, and it'll show us where we go with that weight, right? It's not just that I'm not going to take it, but I'm like, I don't have to lash out and and kill you because you're hurting me, right? Um, and so it says this, bear, bearing with one another, so carrying each other's weight or sin, if one has a complaint against another, so I have now hurt you, or you have hurt me. So I come to you and I say, that thing you said or did, that was hard. Or you guys not putting your stuff away is really causing me a lot of stress or disruption or whatever. If one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So here's what he's saying. He's saying, one, try to be as kind as you can to each other. In other words, meet each other's needs or expectations as much as you're able. Two, Make sure that when you don't, you bear with one another. Three, make sure that when you're bearing with one another, your response to bearing weight isn't just, I'll take it, whatever you dish out to me. It's when you're gonna put your sin on me, in other words, you're gonna do something that's hurtful, I will not respond in anger, but I am gonna say, hey, maybe after the event, that was, that that continues to be difficult. Hey kids, you guys doing this every day is making it really hard for mom, or for me, right? Then, there should be immediate, on both ends of the spectrum, forgiveness, wherever the forgiveness is necessary. That complaint that was brought, I'm bringing you that complaint, but I'm also forgiving quickly, so I'm saying, this, this is why that is, but, but it's okay, right? And then it says this, um, it says, um, and above all these things put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Now look at this. Look at what he does. It's so cool. So he's just said this almost impossible thing. Be kind. Be patient. Be, uh, okay, check, check, yeah, check. Yeah, yeah. to do that? Yeah. Bear with each other's sin. Yeah. Hold on. When I'm going to get hurt by someone, I'm not supposed to fight back. Right. Uh, yes, forgive quickly, but bring your complaints appropriately. Well, how are we going to do this? Because we're going to let the peace of Christ what he's brought to us, dwell in us richly. That now he tells us how to do this. Yeah, verse, 16. verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. All the sevens on the scale just went, yes, let's roll around the house and sing songs of hymns. And all the other people were like, somebody's got to do the, but, but the point here is simply this. If I am immersing myself in the word of God and the word of God in my heart, then out of that, by the Spirit of God, will come a lot of this. And then I will be effectively teaching and admonishing you by the way that I behave, live, and by the encouragements I bring. This is not opportunity to point out to others what they're not doing according to God's word. This is opportunity to say, I'm gonna show you the way to live by living that way. That's what he means here we teach and admonish one another in the way of Christ when we live in the way of Christ. Right. So if I am if I have the peace of Christ in me because I have the word of Christ dwelling in me richly, I'm going to live this way, which is going to admonish and teach you by the way I live. That's the intent that Paul is saying here. And then he says, and whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him, Colossians 3. So this afternoon, I'm going to gather up my family. Last night, I gave them time to think about it. Some stuff will come to the table that's unrealistic this afternoon. Sure. can't wait. Yeah. Some will come that's very realistic, and some will come that we can compromise on. But here's what we're going to do this afternoon. We're going to put all the expectations on the table as much as we're able. We're going to talk about where those expectations are realistic and not realistic, either because they are unrealistic expectations or because the capacity is not there to meet them right now. Then we're going to notice that gap and say we're going to need some grace in this gap. And then we're gonna say when that grace is uh, needed and it is not brought or when the gap is created because I'm not meeting expectations I said said I would, we can share that with each other in in graciousness and there can be quick forgiveness. We're gonna keep moments moments as best we can. And when we fail at all of this, we're gonna remember that Jesus loves us Mm -hmm. and that our salvation is not by our works or our perfections, but by his grace. And so we're gonna press in the next day wake up the next morning and say yesterday did not go well Uh, across the board today is a new day let's try again yeah and and that's not going to move forward where that where that passage
0: ends i think is just so freeing to to remember and recognize that the opportunity lays within each one of us who are followers of jesus to put on christ and to live for him and to live his way and and allow that to impact the other person right and so you know, you can't control anyone else's actions. You can't control anyone else's words. You can't control anyone else's attitude. But you can live for Jesus. And as you do, that will eventually,
1: at some point, impact the people around you. And That's right. Um, and so what if we changed our language from stop doing this, don't do that, you, to this? So for example, um, mom or dad has to get some work done in the room. Other spouse gathers, gathers kids up and says, okay, guys, listen, we're going to, we're gonna love mom really well right now, or love dad really well right now for the next two hours. That space just needs to be a little more quiet. So we're gonna go play in this space over here. Or like what if our communication is the way we're gonna love each other better is this way now. So you get to participate in love. That's why he says, above all else, put on put on love. Yeah. What this what he means by that is not just like be loving, he's saying, make this an act consciously of how am I gonna love this person better in their need? I may not understand their need. So for example, for my wife, how am I thinking through, she's gonna need some space, d- downtime space away from the noise. So are there ways that I can take the kids for a walk or get out and say, you just, you just do your thing, to take a breather from, cause noise dis- disrupts her, right? Mm-hmm. Noise doesn't disrupt me. Or how am I uh, able to love my kids better or love my wife better or how they're able to love me better by being aware of what would be best for me in these 30 days and by trying to meet those things. And me loving them by saying you're trying, that is awesome. Yeah. Trying is good right now. Yeah. And if love is the motivation, then now
0: the reason I'm communicating my expectations and and hearing your expectations yeah. is the motivation is love rather yeah. than, hey, I want my needs met. That's right. And I want to at least know what yours are too. Yeah. You know. Um, and when love is the motivation then extending grace becomes so much easier right when we know that there's going to be a gap Um, and when love is is the motivation then extending that forgiveness where necessary becomes so much more possible because
1: that is the that is the power that love has. and so I think the, the the biggest thing I would I would encourage you guys doing is keep this simple right The trouble with this kind of stuff is that it can layer down because we're talking about expectations and things. So here's what ends up happening, right? You have the first conversation, the kids say, you two are two spouses. The kids say, we just need a little more space. The mercy spouse goes, done, check. The other one goes, hold on, what do you mean by space? No, no, we're all doing this. Now just let them do that. We're not gonna let them do. Well, I go have another conversation about that, like, okay, let's, let's us talk this through. Then Maybe that actually leads to deeper hurts that have been ongoing and that starts erupting. At some point in the process, you have to go, okay, hold on. This is about 30 days, let's, let's stop here. This is not going anywhere, but we can, we can deal with this on the other end with some help from some good mentors or people. And Brooke and I, with our therapist, we're, we're often like we'll get into a conversation that starts going really south we and we'll say let's stop here and wait till Wednesday where we can navigate this with a third party that can help us just kind of think through how are we going to not say hurtful things to each other because we're both feeling hurt right now if you get into those spaces where it starts getting that content stop and go this is not actually about sorting out our deep abiding problems that we have this is about 30 days and doing the very best we can with our family dynamic whatever it is to have right expectations show grace forgive quickly so that at the end of the 30 days, if you're like us and you're in a dynamic that's a little more tense, you can say, you know, that wasn't horrible. That was decent.
0: And and hopefully you actually make some really positive uh, memories, momentum
1: in your relationship. And I said that to my kids, I did. I said to my kids, do you guys realize, last time I said to them, do you realize that it was very likely, now that three of you have shot off to college and after college you can do your thing, that a 30 day period with us all together as a whole family I mean, was never going to happen again. Maybe a week on vacation with your boyfriends, girlfriends, spouses, etc., but never again, just the 10 of us, 30 days together. This could be a terrible way to kind of end that the, the last 30 days had together wasn't so good. Mm-hmm. Or, Or mm-hmm. we could look back on this as adults one day and go, those 30 days, man, they were a real gift yeah yeah we you know sure they were what they but they may they may, were a they may real not have been been a, a perfect symphony but that's a word were, they weren't a perfect symphony but they were a gift yeah. and so all we're saying here is make the next 30 days a gift yeah. by having right expectations lots of grace and forgiving quickly mm-hmm. so that you don't just get through the 30 days and not even realize that you should have talked about all of that mm-hmm. that's what we're trying to do silence mm-hmm. Well, it is a powerful thing when we
0: um stop, take a moment, and remember the gospel, and uh, ask Jesus to help us apply it to our lives. And that's really what this whole thing has been about over the last few weeks of just saying, okay, the, the coronavirus, this is massively shifting our lives around okay. in, in many, many ways and affecting all of us in different ways. Is. How can we stop? How can we breathe? How can we take an hour together and yeah. have a conversation
1: that points us toward Jesus in some yeah. way, shape, or form? So, that's it. And at the end of the day, what I hope then happens is that those of us that were going to have a horrible 30 days because of our family dynamic, it turns into a decent 30 days. And those of us that were going to have a decent 30 days, it turns into a great 30 days. So that whatever your dynamic was going to be, this kind of intentionality makes it better than yeah. what it was going to be. That That's the biggest thing. So uh, we're excited about the next 30 days. I'm excited about the next 30 days because I'm the optimist of my family. The others. Sure. Uh, after today, I think we'll be. Hey, this could be good, yeah. and then I think it will be good, and uh, we should be. We should look back and go, man. Because we were intentional, the gospel was made beautiful, yeah. and we enjoyed each other. Cool. Well, thank you very great much. Great to now. be with you guys as always, and we'll see you next week again. That's um, the plan. That's the plan. Things change every day, but yes, but we'll, we'll do our best, and other than that, have a great week.